Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Monday, July 29. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Delavera. And I'm Chief at the Oliveira, and let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for this epic passage again. I want to thank you for this moment that we have to reflect on it and uh, dialogue about what you're calling us to. And uh, we ask for your spirit to give us wisdom, grace, and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, I'm reading today Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23 in the New Living Translation, the NLT. Subheading, Christ is Supreme. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything, in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. I enjoyed that translation as well. I thought it was really good. Uh, in fact, I felt that um, what he does with verse 21, which was different to the SV yesterday, where yesterday we were talking about uh, you were once alienated, hostile, and minded, doing all evil deeds. I liked how he says you were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions, mm. which is uh, which is uh, true. And, and for me, it actually even sounds more of a, an echo back to Genesis um, and the fall of humanity is there as well. Do you know what the reason is that verses 15 through 20 are presented, and you listening can't hear this when I read it, but if you're looking at it on the page, they're presented, they're broken as, as verse, well, like as a poem. Yes, it, because it's considered broken. to be uh, like this poetic piece. Why? Uh, because the way that he's, there's, there's a parallel that he's doing inside here where he's doing an echo. So the very first few verses, he says, look, this is who Christ is. He's in control of, of heaven and earth. And then it says, and this is who Christ is. He's in control of the church. And so it's an echo back. Okay. I've just noticed sometimes it does that when it's quoting something. So yeah. I wondered whether it was quoting something. No, it's, uh, it's just, uh, I think that this translation is just trying to like highlight that little insight inside there so so paul kind of establishes jesus in charge of the universe and then he says in the same kind of rhythm and the same kind of tone well and he is now 
in charge of the church as well. So here's our question for today. Uh, what is the story for Jesus? Uh, sorry, what is the story of Jesus for you? What does Jesus mean to you and how do you want to share the name of Jesus? I think actually this, uh, I can say that this actually speaks directly back into what we were kind of like yesterday in the, in the full swing of that, that I, people claim the name of Jesus and say all in- interesting things in his name. Um, and, uh, and that's not necessarily who, who Jesus is always. And it's, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality of the world that we live in. And so it's not, it's not the same kind of like, this is exactly what Christianity actually is. Well, and it's really difficult because we also make claims in the name of Jesus and who's to say that we're correct. Like we all right. claim that we know what Jesus thinks or what he wants mm-hmm. or what he is about. And I mean, we're all kind of either reflecting our own value system or just kind of taking shots in the dark or not even totally shots in the dark shots based on things that we've read or things that we've understood or the way we've yeah. pieced it together. But I think we must all be at least slightly inaccurate. Well, I think I think that all of us have to enter it with a, a sense of humility and a sense of uh, of uh, awe and wonderment as well, and just say, "Look, we don't know everything." Well, it would be what just we can, like what we can share as we share in part, right? Even if even if I, as you know, I record a diary every day of mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, yeah. Somebody could read every single thing that I've written, mm-hmm. and would they still be able to say, like, answer a question? What does Becky think about? No, X. They, they can infer. They could infer. They could make a pretty good guess, but they still might be wrong. Yeah. Because maybe I never directly addressed that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, you know, kind of inferring what I would have said about this based on what I've said about other things. So, which is why there's so many different biographies about people, right? Because yeah. because and you the, need to have. And it depends on the angle, the slant that you're looking at, the lens you're using yeah. as you look at someone. So, uh, you know, Nathan Brown has just done this companion book that's um, that goes along with the social justice Sabbath school lesson that the World Church is doing right now. And he was doing a podcast where he talked about the fact, I didn't know this, that one in every 15 Bible verses, that's the entire Bible, deals with the issue of justice. Hmm. So he says, I mean, he made the point that we have doctrines that are based on far fewer verses than that. Hmm. And yet we don't pay a lot of attention to justice is kind mm. of a central issue that, and so I think in answer to your question, what is the story of Jesus for you? I think it does have something to do with justice. Yeah, and I think I think again these verses, I mean, they actually address this as well. I mean, when he talks about reconciling the world, uh, you don't reconcile the world, you don't reconcile humanity, you don't create space for forgiveness to operate without actually a sense of justice and and then the other bigger question for me that this one pull i mean the other great thing that this one pulls us into as well is that jesus is all sufficient and jesus is all supreme over everything that's taking place so the things that are unjust in unjust in the world Jesus knows about this. He's he's aware of this. I mean, he's he's fully, and this is very hard for us to grapple with because he and Paul's going to kind of try to unpack this a little bit more later on in, inside this letter, which is why Colossians um, with Ephesians, I would say Ephesians, pretty close there, and then Romans, like a, a second or third runner up inside that. If you put Colossians and Ephesians to kind of together, are these epic letters by Paul to really explain who Jesus Christ really is. I mean, the encounter that he had on the road to Damascus changed his life. And those three years in the Arabian desert where he's studying and and reflecting on it, trying to do the same thing like the disciples did, 
It's it's a uh, these these verses here, fifteen twenty three, they're amazing. And then, how do we want to share the name of Jesus? Well, Does that mean like in kind of what tone do we want to use, or how specifically, like what actions we would take? I think that I think that the difficulty is that we we've um, often taken, and, and this is the reality of humanity, is right. We we gravitate to texts that we feel like speak to us, or we or we take our values and we impose our values, and and that's what's happening uh, in society historically and today as well. Is that. And the reason why we have, what, 2,000 different tribes that are constantly popping up every single day trying to understand what it is that Jesus calls us to. So how do we share the name of Jesus? I think that the, the, more, you, the more time you spend in the Bible just trying to understand the bigger picture of who Jesus is and remembering his own words, which is really important when he says that you love God and you love humanity and everything, everything is just hangs on this. I think that that has to be supreme. If that if that is if God is love and you can you f- forget that, then you will actually start to twist Jesus and you'll twist God and the the, the Holy Spirit into a different place. Mm. So I, I think that that is actually where the presence of Christ. I mean, this is why it is outrageous what he's saying here, uh, and it is ridiculous, and it is. It is amazing, and at the same time, I'd want to share. I'd want to share that there is somebody who knows us, and loves us, and wants only the best for us. It's a good answer. Well, uh, sometimes, hmm. sometimes. All right, let me uh, repeat the question then one more time. Um, what is the story of Jesus for you? What does it mean to you? And how do you want to share the name of Jesus? Think about that. Look after each other and live love. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.